Let's drone out. Hello and welcome to the Let's Drone Out podcast. It seems I'm doing the introductions <laughs> today. So, hello and welcome back to my... No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I do that one. I like that. People like, like I've, I've um, taken over the channel now. So, we have got Andrew today. No, real name Frank. Real name Frank. <laughs> I still don't understand what that's about. We have got Johnny FPV. Hello. And we have Tony, who doesn't have a camera for... Some reason it's all race flights fault, I believe, which we'll probably end up talking about. But it's not it's not what you think. Some sort of driver on Tony's computer. Yes. I, I was updating race flight and uh yeah, I I got rid of my drivers of my camera. And yeah. now and race flight is doing it. I'm Andy RC, of course, and uh we we don't have Jack this week and we don't have NJ's off being a musician somewhere so this is this is your lot hi there johnny thank you for coming on this week uh jack has been in in hospital and has somehow roped you in to to coming on so <laughs> yeah i'm good i uh, i have actually a funny story andy you were one of the first youtube drone related channels i ever saw are you like, serious seriously wow. before i think it was one of your channels Quite small. I haven't looked at it in a while, but I assume it's pretty, pretty big. But like, I, I'm thinking over two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been going for some while. But I, I started off with like the little Hubson copters, as as yeah, most yeah. people do, and you probably saw me from there. Wow, I never knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, this is actually <laughs> it was you that was going to be on the, uh, the podcast. So this is kind of funny. No, that yeah. that's awesome. That's great. I was I was just looking at your channel. You've got incredible number of subscribers. That's that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's been growing a lot. It's uh just making those FP videos a lot of fun. Awesome. So um so you were talk before we came on air, you were talking about race flight yourself. So your you can yeah, is that your main setup, Johnny? Race flight rig opposed to KISS and beta flight. Yeah, it's KISS. I used so when I started um, like making a lot of videos and whatnot, I was using that was two years ago, and then a year ago, I think I switched to race flight, and uh, I found a firmware that I really liked. I think it's it's called two 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 or RC twelve, right? Year old, and it's just what I've been using ever since. So it's kind of funny they come out with firmware every. And I'm people are always always asking what's the best? Why should I upgrade? And I just tell them go to something that works. I use two two two. It's super old and it flies amazing. So there you go. Top tip to Tony: don't update your firmware, and then it doesn't break your webcam either. I had to update <laughs> it though. I was I am all for keeping on old firmware. I was on Beta Flight two one six for ages because it just flew nice. And then what's the point of upgrading, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so. But I had to because um, I installed Crossfire, so I had no choice. So, Johnny, any any sort of drone event that I see a lot of people at, I, I always see a picture of yourself flash up. So I'm guessing that um, you, you get around quite a lot and, and get a lot of flying, go to quite a lot of events and stuff. Would that be right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so drone racing or freestyle and just all of this stuff, it's my full-time job. So you were explaining how you sort of got into all of this and how you progressed and, and things. Shall we carry on from there? All right. So about two and a half years ago, I was a freshman in University of Denver in Colorado in the United States, whatever. Yeah. I was a freshman and the World Grand Prix happened. That was, I don't know. Do you guys remember that? Is that the Dubai event? Yeah. Or no. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was. I had been flying, I don't know, for half a year at that point, just kind of casual, kind of just chilling, having fun. Like FPV was the coolest thing ever at that point. But uh, that that event, whatever, it took off, and I randomly got hit up. Um, there was a small drone company, which is pretty much gone now, but they were super ambitious, and they wanted to sponsor a team in the World Drone Prix. At that point, they invited me, and I basically – life behind and went to Dubai a month before the race and just focused exclusively on drone racing ever since. So I could go into all the details about whatever, how I progressed, but that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's a pretty big decision because it's, it's sort of a, it's such a niche thing as well, isn't it? It's not like, it's not like we're formula one or anything like that, you know? So oh, yeah, yeah totally not like two and a half years ago when this big event happened, it was, you know, one tenth the size. So, thing to do now. And it was fine, but it's something I was super passionate about. Like, you know, everyone, all you guys as well, doing this podcast, which is a thing, you know, it takes a lot of effort to put this on, I'm sure. But it's the same type of thing. Just fell in love with it and took that leap of faith. Yeah. Awesome. You've been doing stuff with both um, DCL and DL1, I believe. The, those are both obviously much more recent. So DR1 was, well, DR1 initially started in 2016, I want to say. I don't remember exactly, but it was either 2016 or 2017, early 2017. And there was an event um, in California, televised type thing. That was really cool. And then they just started up again and had their big racing over Europe and in the United States. And it's been on uh, Eurosport channels, I think. And then ECL is uh, their championship just finished. And that was really, really cool to be a part of. Yep. Do you do any professional racing? I'm not super familiar with you guys. You're all doing what we want to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think I think Johnny said, uh, "Do it. Do any of us do any racing?" Tony, you do racing, right? I do race, but not um, not not on a professional level, like right. TV cameras and things like that. I've done a I've done a TV advert, which was pretty cool yeah. experience. For like that, that was pretty cool. Oh god, well, it was um, it was four drones uh, flying around past TVs and stuff like that. It was a, uh, it was a good, ah, cool, good, cool. good. It was a good advert. It was good, um, good experience. Because so. I think you did one with uh, Banny, didn't you, Johnny? And let's see, was it? It was one, yes. So, I have a my biggest sponsor supporter is Air Hogs. They're a, a toy company based out of Canada. Uh, little RC drones and toys, and they had a commercial um, 
and Luke is also a Air Hogs. We were in a commercial together, which was super cool. <laughs> really fun to be um, in in that in filming and in that environment and, and experiencing that side of like whatever advertising and uh, all that good stuff. So I'm great friends with Luke. That was yeah, he's a, he's a nice young lad. Luke's awesome. Do you guys? Do any of you know him like personally or just on? Uh, yeah, just, uh, I've raced with him a few times. What? What lost to him a few times? I should say. <laughs> yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah, um, he Luke's awesome. Yeah, I was just we were aware. He just well, obviously he was at the DCL thing too, and he basically is two next blades teams, the racing team on blades, and so they had two teams in DCL. And uh, Luke's, we were on different the two different uh, next blade teams, but Luke basically carried his entire team to victory. <laughs> and one fifty thousand pounds or euros, so that was pretty awesome to see. Have you um, heard anything about the um, FAI championship next year? That's going to be in Shenzhen. Do you... No, I haven't heard anything about that. What's going on with that? Sounds awesome. <laughs> so this is going to be the sort of official FAI one. Um, I think they're still working out some details, so I guess we'll probably hear a bit more in January. What I particularly okay. uh, thought you might be interested in, because you, you do have a bit of a reputation for, for having a go at it at the, the freestyle as well as the racing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, freestyles. That's, you're talking about all the building guys. Working <laughs> out how they're going to do international formal freestyle competition. Um, <laughs> I, I love freestyles. My that's like what I do. That's kind of what I'm known for. But I absolutely despise freestyle competitions. <laughs> I hate with all my heart and soul. I just uh, there's there's no Why proper way, there's no proper way to judge them. Like freestyle, it's very um, it's very personal, and everyone has their opinions, and mm. it's just. There's no like standardized way to do it. I don't think there ever will be, um, unless you freestyle a racetrack and first <laughs> one who gets to the end wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, do you guys do more freestyle than uh, racing, or is it? I I try a bit of both. I've just, I've only just been doing freestyle for the last sort of six or seven months. Um, not got very many tricks, but I am quite enjoying it now. I've uh, I've never actually uh, done a race. In fact, I've only ever gone through one race course that I set up myself on the field. So um, I'd I'd love to get involved in it. It just seems like such a you know how how does one go about getting into it? And and you know it, it seems like a very lucrative uh, thing to get. In, like it seems invite only in some cases. You know so. Um, I'd love to see it be more popular as when you see these races happen, there doesn't seem to be a, a huge spectator base. It's more sort of about um, the pilots and, and right. maybe, and maybe, maybe that, I mean, the pilots will be vlogging the experience, but other than that, it's all sort of like, that's the feeling I get that it's more sort of an online thing than uh, something that you experience. Have you found that to be the case as well, being involved in it? Yeah, absolutely. It's they're trying to break into or 
the big race organizers and companies who are trying to get behind this and see if it's a viable uh, spectator sport and something that can be produced. They're trying like desperately to get there and it's proving to cost a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of just general investment, mm. but it's, it's getting there. It's slowly growing. Obviously, obviously there's more and more pilots every day, but obviously, like you said, it's, it's hard to get into drone racing. And if you're watching drone racing on TV and you have no idea what's going on, <laughs> it's hard to become passionate about it. That's the worst bit. More and more um, people makes me look pant more pants. <laughs> that's the only problem i see about more people coming in i look rubbish more rubbish every day i think for me as well i think like you have to be really good at managing like stress and anxiety i think mm. because i i've only i've only ever i've been to races i actually was at western park and i watched luke do a race and i was sort of sat you know, behind the fence kind of thing. And I'm hearing the the uh, the beeps go as it starts, and like my heart's pounding for the guys and, and I'm just watching. So I think uh, it take do you do you get kind of when you do races, do you get stressed or or is it like do you actually find it fun or <laughs> what is your experience when it comes to that? A little bit of everything. I mean of course when you start like it's where your fingers are shaking mad and yeah it's hard to control the drone like you'll be doing all right on your own in a park by yourself whatever flying it's, and even it's it's like a fun thing like it's a casual thing but just that atmosphere and the competitive nature of racing and whatever it's scary it totally is um but you you definitely get used to it and then it just becomes a natural thing um but still, like the energy is always there. But, you know, for Luke, the energy, the, the adrenaline that he experiences and feels, it's the same. It's just you get used to it and you learn to, I don't know, you know, so compensate or whatever. Out, zone out, maybe, sort of get in your happy place kind yeah, of yeah, thing exactly. before you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, you just focus just like anything else. And You know, you know when you die and you're supposed to have flashbacks? <laughs> <laughs> Them beeps, I'm gonna hear them. (laughs) That's the thing stopping me. That's the thing stopping me from doing it because we've got some events coming up here in the UK. We've got the Drone Crusaders event, and I thought, oh, should I put myself forward? But then I thought, actually, I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd sleep the night before. I don't think I'd be able to enjoy it. So I thought, oh, I'll I'll let Tony. I'll let Tony get stressed instead, and I'll watch him. Come on, Andy. You're gonna be. You're gonna go, Andy. So. You're going to be stressed, whatever. <laughs> Come on, Andy. I, I'm I'm going to try racing. Jack's going. I forced Jack into trying to race. I might have a go around the circuit, but I'll make it. I'll make a fool of myself. I'm sure because it's like the the racing side of it is so different to freestyle. Like the how you have to have your camera angled, and it, it, it you can, you fly the quad completely differently. I find. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're right i mean it's it's two different games um but they're both like so much fun once you get past that initial it's scary and it's different yeah. once you kind of get into it, it it becomes just another another drone thing and it's it's awesome man you should try you should try to go and get into it a little bit do you do you kind of have secrets that like sort of get you ahead of other people that you 
that you wouldn't tell other people like, oh, this is the this is the optimum camera angle for getting round a track or or this is how you have your weight distribution so you can get off the line quick or or, or other things like that that, that well, this want. is the pill you take before the race to calm you <laughs> <laughs> this is the green stuff you smoke yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no take take a bunch of adderalls before the race and <laughs> yeah no there's there's no secrets it's it's kind of funny there's no like generally like a general camera tilt in a competitive race five degrees or 50 degrees but it's all personal. It's all personal preference, and it's something you have yeah. to figure out. And yeah. see what... do you have any um, special clothes that you wear, like lucky, <laughs> lucky pants or socks, or any rituals? Because I like. Do you to, totally? I, well, I have to make sure when I sit, I have to sit down and fly because I can't stand up, especially racing, and I have to make sure things are out of my pocket, and then I'm got to put, put, put my um, TX on my lap in the right position and yeah, you know, yeah. things like that. Not, nothing crazy. Like, I don't race butt naked or anything, <laughs> but... That could work. Uh-huh. Totally <laughs> you could definitely put some people off, I think. <laughs> Get the advantage, yeah, yeah. maybe. Speak for yourself, no, it's kind of fun. <laughs> Like, the positioning of the radio, how it sits in your lap. It just comes down to what you're used to and you're, you know, you want to be in your most familiar environment. Yeah. So yeah, I, find my, I find myself, the only sort of bit of racing that I've done was on the, uh, the, the FPV event simulator before it became road to rush. There was um, a, a load of sort of like top pilots names who'd had a go at that. Like, I, I, I think you, you might have been on there. I, mean, I think I know Luke definitely was on there. And I was trying to beat his time. And literally, like, I, I don't know if it was because of concentration or what, but I got with serious cramp in my hand. <laughs> Thumb just, cramp. Just, just from straining, like, and, and like, I'm, like, biting my tongue, like, like this, you know. <laughs> I'd be terrible at racing. And dribbling and... Yeah. Drib- I was dribbling, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I don't um, know what my point was there, but oh yeah, that. But but like, do you have to when you're doing your racing? Do you have to sort of be conscious of that because, uh, or maybe that's just—is it just me, or do you get strained when you're going around the track because you've been so precise with the sticks and you put in a lot of energy through your hands? Which you have to be sort of um, mindful not to sort of like cramp up your hands when you're racing. Yeah, no, it it does not happen to me. Oh, yeah, that's just me. This is why I shouldn't do it. And <laughs> it's so yeah, no. Again, it's the same thing. Like you get used to it, and when you're racing, you want to be as calm as possible. Yeah. Uh, do, do you practice on any sims? I personally don't. It would probably be probably help. Honestly, I'm just not a huge fan of simulators. It's just not too realistic. But yeah, I'm sure, it might help. Um, How's the weather where where you are? Is it fairly reliable? Can you generally go out and, and get a battery in? Or yeah, you like the rain. Well, uh, well, in the winter it's a little chilly. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I just moved here uh, like seven months ago or something. So um, it's pretty far south in the United States. So in the winter it's not too cold, and in the summer it's really hot. So uh, you know, so you're you're now. Going- you're now local to like schizo and steel and all those guys. Then was that the idea behind that? Um, I am not really. Do you know Nick Willard, wild Willie? 
Yeah. 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 yeah so I'm roommates with him and um, oh, wow. I moved in with him because oh, cool. we're good friends. Oh, that's, that's cool. good. And then whatever, as, as a bonus, you also have Schizo and Steel and Kevin and <laughs> the gang. Yes, sir. The gang. Yeah, we're we're basically the UK version of that. That's who we yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Right um, on, right on. Bright until our fly has asked. Johnny, are you guys all local to each other? Uh, uh, in, we haven't in, even met each other. In respect, in respect to uh, how how big America is, what? we're local to each other. We're all yeah. as soon as England's only nine hundred miles across or whatever sorry great britain 900 miles across then uh we're all local but i haven't met any of these people <laughs> i met i met i met jack and i missed andrew we're, yeah, at, the same we're at the same event but we seem to always be at the opposite ends of the field that sucks the entire day. Yeah, but um we we are hopefully going to meet up this weekend um Fingers crossed. depending on the weather because we've got a forecast snow here uh for all three days which is typical <laughs> in the uk snow means everything stops yes it's time to get into your bunkers freezing people panic buy bread and milk and that's it it's ridiculous yeah um johnny um brighton to the fly the um uh, the normal co-host on here who we miss dearly the great yeti he asked um don't you ever worry about getting your quad back from freestyling around the cranes if you ever crash i mean i i don't worry about it of course if i did crash it would probably be unrecoverable Hmm. Uh, you can totally like now that it's kind of funny i'm looking at that same complex where that crane is the the condo or building is nearly it's at its full height or whatever so it's pretty much finished um but you know if i had crashed in those crane videos it would likely be gone unless i wanted to trespass and like test my luck of navigating the uh building but <laughs> scary um, is it just a case of pull another one out the back? Who cares if it gets lost yeah. kind of thing? It's all about getting the footage. Not at all. I, I wish it was like that. <laughs> like, I, I have great sponsors and supporters, but, of course, one, you know, drone, that's, what, $400 yeah. out of their pockets, and then an additional $300 for my GoPro. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like to push the limits. I like to risk things and do things to try and whatever wow people. But... um Never get too close. I don't know. Usually pretty aware of the surroundings. That's important. So um, who are your main sponsors then, Johnny? For sure. My biggest sponsor is Air Hogs, the toy drone company. Yeah. And um, they're really awesome to work with. And then the whatever the uh, parts and uh, manufacturers got Lumineer, just came out with my brand new motor with them. Yeah, I saw there that. Is, uh, Habik, or not how we go Futaba, the uh, radio manufacturer, switched to their radios maybe four, three or four months ago. How are you finding them? Because um, it's not particularly common, at least in the UK. In the, it's uh, not common. It's not common in the FPV community. But no. when I was flying it line is, of sight for twenty. Really? For twenty, I mean, all it was everything was Futaba. Yeah, all you yeah, ever heard was Futaba. Futaba yeah. was yeah, the best thing to have when you had a radio control or whatever. Yeah, I love them. They're super nice, obviously, and they're making a bigger 
or a pretty big push into drone racing and the uh, FPV community. They sponsored, there was a multi-GP um, international open, which they were the, the title sponsor of. So they were definitely pushing and they they came out recently with some smaller receivers for racing drones. And uh, I dig them. Man, that radio feels so nice in the hands. So Yeah, I've still got a Futaba radio. I've had it for 20 20- uh, they, they don't make it anymore i've 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 got it i've had it for 25 years and it's wow. it's it still works and is in great quality so they they, they make good quality well they used to make good quality radios <laughs> i don't know i don't know about i don't know about now but they're they're i think the reason why it's not so popular in fpv is because like we break a lot of stuff and we're cheap skates so mm. the, the tyrannis does a similar sort of thing it's not as as good quality but it's espos and uh which which futaba is i, I think that's where espos came from isn't it futaba originally so i love futaba i'd love to uh if futaba if you're listening if you're after a, a sponsor i'm not i'm not sponsored by anyone but that's because i don't race so. <laughs> <laughs> it's um Futaba. I think their, their protocol is quite fast, isn't it? I got told that it was Futaba. It's called then, fast, isn't it? <laughs> and then Orange, uh, RX, and then and Tyrannus was the third one on the list for speed or latency. Fairly certain Tyrannus is the slowest. Obviously, yeah. Tyrannus is mm-hmm. reliable. Yeah, the um the the Fly Sky protocol is much quicker. The iBus really? light. Oh yeah, there's. If you if you look up um, Fly Sky versus Tyrannus, there's some. Uh, I can't remember the chap's name, but like uh, Fly Sky was way ahead of Tyrannus when it came oh to their, their their iBus. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, they've got some work to do. Um, I think we just go with um, Free Sky because Bruce Simpson told us to some time ago. <laughs> Yeah. They are reliable, though. They are reliable. Tyrannus can go, you know, their stuff goes far. And it, I've never had a yeah, single dropout. Man. I've never, ever had anything drop out of the sky using that. So, But I did notice the latency from um, uh, normal S-Bus to now using um, Crossfire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I the CRS. I would, but I definitely can. The other oh, thing yeah. with the Futaba stuff is the famously have very very nice gimbals they do they do yes. yeah that's, just nice radio definitely... in general nice quality etc yeah um what else was i was going to ask johnny something i completely forgot oh do you do you um, watch envo astro um do his torture tests on any of the batteries yeah, yeah i've seen a couple of those he's funny he is funny. but um i have and some of the thunder powers have like absolutely failed his um, last sugar puff ones that that was uh, <laughs> um, comedic. One of the reasons, like the, I think all the tattoo packs they have the little steel plates in them. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, and I know the Thunder Powers don't. It saves a little bit of weight. And uh, I think they actually just resent him. He did those the the sugar rush ones, and they puffed up. So I think Thunder Power sent him the identical packs back with plates inserted between the. Uh... Yeah, that's right. He he's uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that upload of his. I'm sure he's. Um... That'll be interesting, actually, because yeah, maybe yeah. all the cells are fairly similar, and it's just how the uh, barrier on the side keeps the tattoos from puffing. Who knows? 
Nice, but he's um, he's very aggressive with them. I mean, he he takes them as soon as they land. He puts them straight on charge at seven amp and high voltage. So he's, oh yeah, he's not exactly, yeah. not exactly nice. I mean, I'm when I'm racing and um, I want my packs ready again. I'm charging at three or four amps, but never seven. Yeah, not, not for one. Yeah, me either. It's a little. It definitely hurts the batteries. Uh... Um, let's put um. Do any of you guys in the chat want to ask any um, questions um, for Johnny? Uh... I've got a question, Johnny. Um, have you got any events coming up uh, before Christmas, or what, what's your next sort of um, challenge, should I say? When it comes to <laughs> yeah, events and stuff? I'm going to um, – there's one more thing in the – I guess in 2017, I'm going to Japan for a little it's – a, it's like a one-verse-one, like – the top pilot in Japan. I love how you're just like, I love how nonchalant he is. Oh, I guess, I guess there's like, oh, there's just Japan, I suppose. <laughs> like, that'd be like a major thing, major event for me. That's awesome. So it's a, it's a one-on-one, did you say, um, against, against Japanese pilots? Right. It's very interesting. So in Japan, I've been three times this year, um, Luckily, I've whatever been fortunate enough to get fortunate enough to get invited out there, and they're trying to grow the scene. Um, the government's pretty strict with the regulations, but um, so there's a one versus one Japan's top pilot versus me, and he'll probably destroy me. He's one of those guys who does the uh, 3D heli. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Uh, oh, absolutely. I think maybe Zoe talked about him last week. I think. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of them. His name is Oka. I think I'm not pronouncing it right, but whatever. These guys are just absolute prodigies, and um, of course, he's amazing at the drone racing as well. So it's going to be for a TV program in Japan. Um, that should be really, really fun, and it'll be cold there. But uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be freaking awesome. Be. Are, are, are there any other pilots from your team going across, or is it just yourself that's been invited? No. It's- Really, just just myself and that Japanese pilot. Wow, wow! It's almost like I pay to see that. We should have like a pay per view. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Like a boxing fight, like you know, yeah. We had Johnny and Luke up against each other. That uh, that that would be awesome. I'd love to see that. <laughs> that would be fun. Right, we got some questions in. Enoch says, Johnny, why not naked bottom motors? Why not the naked bottom motors? Yeah, why didn't you go naked bottom on your motor? Yeah. Um, so I prefer the look with, with the bottom on it. I yeah. guess there's really – so the benefit from no bottom, obviously, is it's a little bit lighter. And you could, you could claim if there's no bottom, more debris and dirt and crap gets in there. I honestly don't think so. So I, I wasn't super concerned with making the lightest motor in the world. No. Um, and it performs amazing how it is. So I think in future renditions, if there's ever like a 1.1 version or just a V2, I think we will go bottomless, but that won't be for a while. And um, yeah, it's, yeah I, I prefer the look. There's 
Yeah, really. I'm not over keen on them to be honest. But the pro- the problem we have with those motors is that any field over here at the moment is basically a swamp. Yeah. So I spent I spent two hours the other day removing mud from a motor. And oh, really? So um, I I I like the the bottomless motors, but there are, as soon as you hit any mud, that's it. It's game over. It's take the motor apart. <laughs> hey, we we've got Ash. Hey, Hello, Ash. Where have you been, night. Ash? Hey. How are you doing? He's been yeah, fighting. He's been fighting his um, YouTube guy who don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny, how are you? What's up, man? How's it going? Very good. I'm a fan. I'm absolutely envious of the way you fly. Don't please don't watch my flying. It's horrific. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Ash's channel is droning on. If you want to check it out, it's all right. Great. Yeah, my because that's what I spend most of my time Look, doing. Watching it really quick. Okay. <laughs> Sherman G asked, Johnny, how do you feel about clones? I think you mean clone, clone frames, not clone uh, sheep or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> clone clone <laughs> components, frames, I guess, yeah. Obviously, it's it's terrible, and the main reason it's, reason it's terrible is because it hurts the, the people who spend all the money investing and uh, developing. Yep. So it's sometimes it's kind of hard to see the negative impact, but when you realize it's actually hurting people's um, life, it, it's you realize how, how bad it is, and yeah, yeah, it's not good. I think on the other, I think on the other hand, though, it's also an avenue where a lot of people like for, for a long time. I was I was buying stuff. I didn't even know it was a clone. I was just buying the cheapest yeah. I could buy, and so so on the other hand. It, it, it's it's bad, but then you might find that actually, when this person gets deep into the hobby, maybe they'll go and buy the race flight or 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 the kiss and and get the impulse frame anyway, because that's what I did. I, I bought clones, but I've got top spec stuff as well. So I don't I don't know. I'm it it, it is obviously it's it's bad, but I, how do you stop it when when yeah. like, we're all cheapskates? I think, and from <laughs> from my experience of running a, a YouTube channel, if I, like if I do like a premium build, right, with all like top notch components, proper components, it's the least popular of my videos because it's our people don't want to spend that much and they complain. They're like they're yeah. like this quad costs a thousand dollars, and I'm like yeah, well that's what that's how much you have to pay if you don't want to um you know if you don't want to go down the the cheap and cloning route and and sometimes you end up paying double if you go down that route because they're not as good quality and you know sometimes it's worth paying the extra that's a good point it's a good point buy cheap buy twice if you buy something that's very cheap it's going to break at some point but i do remember the first time i saw somebody racing a really well spec quad and um, asking them how much did that cost and they said 400 pounds and i thought ouch, I couldn't spend that. But the, the clone stuff is a good way of getting you into the hobby. But like anything, once you're into it, you realize the downside of cloning and then you buy the, the better quality stuff because yeah. you know it's going to last. Yeah. I don't think cloning cloning um, hardware will, will never replace the good quality stuff, but it's a good entry point. A little bit like you can't buy a Volkswagen Golf, so you buy a Skoda first because it's, it's <laughs> the same running gear. And then when you can, you buy a Golf. <laughs> I guess the 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 argument there is that you've got um you know the same of golf and Skoda and so you know they're, they're literally the same parts but with a different badge on the front 
slightly tweaked code so that they're not quite as good. Um, whereas on this case, uh, like Johnny was saying, some guys spent a year of his life and thousands of pounds getting another version of, of um, you know, a, a frame or whatever uh, and getting loads of people to test them and get it right and then someone else just like traces around it and starts making it yeah and so they're kind of losing out that money yeah. i think it's important just kind of know when a clone is a clone um just that they can have that conscience behind them of that they want to support the people who've made this thing happen a little bit like your review of the um, X140, Andy, and, uh, Andy, where at first glance you think it's a wrong cam on the front because it's yeah. Like... I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Where's the?" The only thing that gave it away was there's no wrong cam logo on it, and I'm looking around. <laughs> and, and you know what? Do you know what's funny about that review? Even today, people are, are like making stuff up. They say, "No, no, no, it, it is a run cam. It's just been licensed by Runcam." And I'm like, "No, I work with Runcam. It's a clone." People, because it's so close, you got it there. Yeah, it's so yeah. close to a Runcam. People are actually going, "Oh no, this happens all the time. They've just sold the the uh, the designs." No, no, that's a copy. It's it's ten it's ten pounds cheaper than the original. There's no way Runcam would let someone, you know, license their camera for ten pounds cheaper when it's exactly the same quality. So, yeah, um, yeah. But then Runcam, we've talked about this before. Runcam is a guilty of cloning stuff themselves. So it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, that we can't buy the Runcam three in certain places because it's a yeah, clone yeah, of the GoPro. Go go so, you know, sometimes uh, I guess there's a bit of karma that's gone on there in some, and so I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. I've got a very good relationship with Runcam, if you're listening to Runcam. <laughs> Buy the original Runcam. There you go. Uh, BSM Weber in the chat. What's up, Paul and Thomas? How you doing, guys? Uh, oh, morning, so should I say. I've seen a lot of pictures from them. I think they've been hanging around the... Uh, T-Motor headquarters from the videos. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. Have you ever raced with Thomas, Johnny? Uh, yes, a couple times, actually. He was he was at the Dubai race. Of course, um, yeah. I think that was the first time I ever met Thomas, and then, and then he started, you know, becoming super freaking good, and he won the International Open... I think two races at the International Open. Yeah, and then, um... is it um is it possible to sort of make a living? It, obviously, if you're very good, is it possible to make a living off these races? I I there was a I saw a bit of chatter. I don't know if it's on Facebook that um the the first Dubai race. I mean, I, I think it was the the, the winning prize was like two hundred thousand dollars, and and then there was I, I saw a lot. I think it was Steele that mentioned that. Like they never saw a lot of the money or something like that. Is that a, is that an issue with with some of these events or or has that changed since the first one? No, it wasn't. Um, it was actually wasn't ever an issue. I guess it was, but it took them a while to send all the money. Obviously, it was quite a significant amount. But yeah, I mean, the Dubai prize was two hundred and fifty grand, and that was Luke's winnings and. He, um, whatever the exploits team split it between themselves, 
Wow. And, um, they only got about five or each because there's hundreds of them. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had, I think, 11 or nine teams of, like, four pilots each. But um, it is possible to make a living winning races. It is very difficult. I think there's only um, I, a handful of guys who have managed to do it. Like, there's this kid in Korea. I, he's the best drone racer in the world, in my opinion. Min Shan Kim. Yeah. He is and I've he seen his line of sight stuff, but it's amazing. Right. He pretty much wins um, like 75% of the races he goes to, um, maybe even more of that. And some like in Korea, in Asia, the prize pools are quite big. So if you're in the right places and you have the support to get to races like the top guys do, you, you can make a living for sure. But it's, it's again, very difficult. How, when you've got people like that that you're racing against, Johnny, how does that affect you? Like, does it drive you to get better and better? Or at some point, do you start to feel, I'm never going to beat this guy? How, how does it feel? Yeah, yeah. With, with a kid like Minchan, you get the feeling that you're never going to beat him. <laughs> um, I mean, for sure, you could beat anyone like on any given day, but you're, you know, you're the actual chance of beating Minchan realistically is probably 5%. Um, but of course it drives you, man. I do this full time, you know, I would call myself more of a freestyle pilot, but I'm also, you know, racing is going to help me do this for a long time. So it drives you. It definitely, you got to be competitive. Well, Dubai spent more money on their racetrack than uh, they did on pilots, didn't they? I mean, the the racetrack was 6 million. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're obviously Dubai likes to do everything the biggest and the best. And mm. yeah, they, they shelled out for sure. We're in the wrong business, Tony. Do you get, do you get that amount from doing the podcast? I, I certainly, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I get Neil Poir. I'm just kidding. Um, what, what I was interested to know, though, because for years I followed at Formula One and um, some, some of the, the drivers are best friends with each other and some, yeah. of, them, some of them hate each other. Is there is there any element of that in it? Like, oh, I hate that guy because he wit, or, or like if if you crash into each other, is there any yeah. of that, or is it because it's such a? I think I think there's mostly love. You know, obviously this yeah. sport was built online. It was built on the forums and Facebook and you know all the social media. So everyone feels really close to one another, even though most people don't meet each other until they go to a big race. So. I don't, there's not too much hate. Definitely not. That, that's great. Yeah. And, and do you think it'll ever be as big as like F1? Can you, can you see it? It's really hard to say, honestly, probably not. Um, but at the same time you see, you see e-gaming like, um, you know, um, what is it called? Uh, whatever. Esports, yeah. Esports, right. Yeah. And that took a while to build up. It didn't become huge overnight. And in places like Korea and mm. Japan, it's on TV. It's like, it's a very popular thing to watch on television, and obviously, um, the the top uh, gamers make a lot of money. So, FPV is only what three years in, and it's already it's already on ESPN in the United States and big channels elsewhere in the world. So, it's really too early to tell. I think if you think about it as well, we talk going back to clones. It does get more people interested because it's affordable. I mean, you can go out and buy a a cheap clone, a Neoshine um, FPV quad with goggles and everything for under £50, $50 now. It gets people interested in it, and that will get more people wanting to watch it. For sure. And sponsors will want to sponsor it. I, I think in the next five to ten years, 
we'll see FPV racing um, with these amazing tracks as popular maybe as football on TV as it is in England right now. Because this is the new generation sport. Right. No, I'm old. But, you know, guys like you, young guys, this is like the sport of the future. You're not playing football anymore at lunchtime. You're flying your quads. <laughs> exactly. It'll keep growing for sure, man. It's going to be a wild ride and who knows. Um, I want to I want to thank Johnny for coming on because I've just bombarded him with nonsense questions. So thanks. Oh, for, thank, thanks, guys. Thanks for answering them, Johnny. I appreciate it. Anytime, man. I'm going through your entire video collection now, Johnny. I think <laughs> Oh, you just get mad at yourself and hate your flying, want to take all your YouTube down and smash your quads up. I, I noticed, Johnny, you've got a huge presence on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. Instagram is, I guess, number two to Facebook or to uh, YouTube. How how did that, that happen? Just people sort of word of mouth because um and which do you prefer do you prefer youtube or instagram because like you know similar follower numbers on each i guess uh yeah a little bit more on youtube youtube is definitely like i guess a home a more of a home for social media because it's just much more in depth whatever it's on the computer and you could the videos you could produce them much more heavily on the computer and then whatever it's, it's directly on the computer and instagram more just photos and it's fun i don't know yeah, but you've got I, a huge following on there. Did that? Yeah, I, I cross post most of my stuff, and mm-hmm. um, so that that definitely helps. But Instagram's cool. Like a lot of people, it's probably the most popular social media. Honestly, people just scroll through their phones twenty four seven. So yeah, it is, isn't it? I was really surprised at that. But there are some, uh, especially the um, some of the female pilots pilots out there have a huge following on Instagram. Then their YouTube, not so much. It seems that Instagram's almost taken over, which was why I was sort of asking the question. I need I need to get much better at Instagram because yeah, I'm, I'm old. I don't understand it. <laughs> helps to like post frequently. I don't know how much it actually helps, but I'll, if you have content that you just have like laying around, just use it up. Try to post every day, whatever. Yeah. Man. But equally, I think also that I saw you using that new feature on YouTube, um, Andy, the other day, where you've now got like a post facility on YouTube. Yeah, just- I'm a little bit worried about that, if I'm honest. I'm worried about that. So so basically, yeah, YouTube, I don't know if you know this, Johnny, if you've used the feature yourself, but YouTube have, have added um, something called community posts. And I first saw I first saw this probably about six months ago when they gave it to like the PewDiePie and the, the huge YouTubers first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and so, so basically, they, they, there's an option now on uh, on YouTube where you can basically use it like Instagram. You can post a picture. You can uh, send. You can just post the link. Oh, and people get what notifications? For yeah, yeah. So, well, it's the same as a video. So, if you're wow. if you're looking in your sub subscription list, you see the videos. Oh, and really? Then, and then it will come up with like your picture. My worry is that you're going to have to because it's going to become popular. Uh, what's great about YouTube is it's all video content. And right. I would I would hate it to get to the point where you have to fish to find the videos. Yeah. Oh yeah, it kind of turned into Facebook. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, I'm worried about. I'm. I used it, but I'm worried about it at the same time. Don't you have to have over ten thousand subscribers to use it? So oh, I, man. I need another nine thousand four hundred and. <laughs> well, so NJ, so NJ was saying, but I thought it was something they were rolling out. Um, because I. 
Apparently, but you need 10,000 subscribers, so I'm a long way away as well, Tony, don't worry. But I think the problem is if you misuse it, you could end up losing a lot of subs, like you say, Andy, because... Oh, people, people get pissed. Yeah, people on YouTube are on YouTube because they don't like the Facebook interaction element. They just yeah. want video. I don't want it to be like, oh, here's a picture of my dog, like, you know, when you're on a <laughs> TV channel. Here's a picture of my dog licking its nudges or something, you know, you don't yeah. want that. Oh, is that what yeah. I'm doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a good idea. Is my dog eating curry? It's interesting. I think I think I, I saw someone say, oh, I found a way to filter it out. So I think if if they worked on that so you can just ignore those posts because YouTube needs to stay video, doesn't it? You know, and somebody, somebody commented on one of my pictures. Oh, it's you pick now. Is it kind of thing? So, yeah. you know, some people well, it's like because it. Google owns YouTube now. That's what's happened. Yeah. Oh, well, well, yeah, but I think they're just trying to, I think, you know, what we're talking about is it, which should prefer Instagram or YouTube. And I think uh, that's YouTube's reaction to Instagram, probably that they're worried that it could, eventually take over i mean it has the potential you know so there is a, there is a good place for it as well because for example you put put live a review and you've got part two coming up soon and for some reason you can't film that part two and people ask you every week where's part two you've got no way to communicate with those users on the youtube platform um other than commenting on the video but they don't all get a notification of that yeah so I do like the idea of the post mechanism because that lily for example <clears throat> i can't film part two because all i get is a black screen on the live feed so it, it's yeah. waiting for a firmware update. I can't tell anyone that other than commenting or posting on Facebook. But your YouTube audience is very different to your Facebook and social yeah. media audience. So I like the new feature, but I can't get it yet. So Andy, you will, you, you, will, you will soon, Ash. I'll give you a couple of, I'll give you a couple of shout outs, maybe. Oh, you good man. Just send me, just send me over like a hundred dollars, and I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I kind of thought it would be useful, though. Uh, I, I thought I could say, well, I'm on the LDO podcast in ten minutes. Come and watch. But then it, then the problem is, is um, you know, you'll have all the, all of uh, my subs asking me questions, which I don't know if that's a good thing because we want to ask the guest questions so that is but tony you let me know i'll I'll plug it if you want me to <laughs> yeah plug away mate plug away yeah oh, oh look, yeah, ash, ash has just put my little work uh, i need three more subs to hit 500 and he's put my little thing in there thanks mate see you next week telemetry lost